We welcome Sonoma County's own the Dixie Giants to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. This group has brought their brand of New Orleans jazz to the Bay Area for the last three years in a variety of ways. They've played the street corners of Petaluma. They've played numerous music festivals, and they've shared larger stages with people like Bonnie Raitt, Charlie Musselwhite, and many more. So please welcome to the program the Dixie Giants. Dixie Giants. Thank you for having us. You know, let's just jump right into the type of music. Uh, what is the type of music? Let's say someone's watching this and they're like, hey, I haven't seen the performance yet. What is this band playing? So the, the kind of music is is based in traditional New Orleans jazz, you know, starting with Cindy Bechet and Louis Armstrong and Kid Ory back in the, the late 20s and early 30s. And so there's a whole different groove and mentality to New Orleans jazz. It's not... It's not, you know, one person plays at a time. It's a group improvisation effort. Because I didn't know a whole bunch about Dixieland music before preparing for this. Jazzinamerica.org. It has, like, all these lesson plans. If anybody's a teacher out there, please go steal these. I'm going to read you an excerpt from it because I think it's kind of a cool deal which sums up this music. And it says, The collective improvisation of Dixieland jazz represented, in part, African-Americans' newfound freedom— Although hardly experiencing civil rights, African-Americans were no longer slaves and celebrated their newfound freedom through jazz improvisation, playing whatever they wanted. They were not restricted to notes written on a page, but instead they could play whatever they heard in their hearts or minds what they felt. I would say that's probably my favorite thing about jazz is the like the way it evolves. You know, uh, unlike most other styles of music, which can become like more of a scene or something like that, or just kind of have like a niche crowd, I think there's a very communal vibe when it comes to jazz in general and it can bring people together because of that because it's improvisatory and it has this it's always evolving you're talking about how the style has evolved over time and all that right uh counterpoint which may incite some argument here and we welcome that they say that reasons for the style losing its popularity dixieland in in uh, specifically is because it was stylistically static and once the style was established there was very little room for growth and exploration would you disagree with that statement uh, yeah, because the, the the recordings that you can get can have the same musicians in the same songs, but those songs will be in those pieces will be entirely different record to record, and so it's really about I think the commercial I- ideal of the music, because if you think about you know what you hear in background music of movies or elevators or whatever, in terms of like Dixieland, like there's a very specific sound that you get, and I mean there's even you know the Dukes of Dixieland a very specific group for that kind of niche 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 <laughs> and um a niche and and i think what what happened was um once it became mainstream and commercialized then it became static and then and then that's when kind of and correct yeah. me because this is more your and, realm, and i think i think came out i don't know about dixieland and specifically but i think you can say that about pretty much any style of music or anything that becomes popular you know you can get very static with it but there's always like offshoots of people that keep bringing it up what are your thoughts on on dixieland and jazz in general Uh, because you're such a music fan you've built your life around it i'm always interested to know what you think about things uh, you know um so uh, growing up my dad was into swing and and that type of music so i i heard my share of jazz and dixieland as a kid and but i gotta say the first time i ever saw it played 
was Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and I'm hoping that you can still find it there. As a matter of fact, it, you can, and I played it at Disneyland. That's come on. Uh, hey. <laughs> we have we have a witness here, an eyewitness yeah. that it there, still man. happens. Absolutely, <laughs> but I always uh, I always aspired to find that uh, part of life, uh, the part of life that is is so Dixieland. It's it's uh, yeah, it's so musical and lyrical, just in without lyrics. Um, and it always has felt free, but it always brought me back to a time that I always considered uh, the place where I wanted to be. There's a jazz reviewer named Scott Yanow, and he said this of Dixieland Jazz. He said, Arguably the happiest of all music is Dixieland Jazz, the sound of several horns, all improvising together on a fairly simple chord change with definite roles for each instrument, but a large amount of freedom cannot help but sound consistently joyful. Have you played any funerals? Yeah. We have yes, played one, played right? At least one. Yes. I I'm, I'm blanking. We've done a lot of weddings. We played we played one um that one in Runner Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I would imagine oh, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. playing the music at something like that. I I would think you you get chills from head to toe. I would imagine that would be a really powerful experience. It it is. It, it's 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 a different mindset, you know, when in in it's a different reason to bring joy to a crowd because you're not going to jump on the table and roll around at a funeral. And so it's, it's, a, very, it's a very different way to, to, to create energy and, and to create a mood at, at a funeral. Yeah. You know? like at, a, at a wedding, it, it's, it's pure celebration for the sake of celebration, and like you can get away with that stuff. But uh, yeah, when, when, when we do funerals, it's, you know, we, we, we play the, the traditional stuff and we play something lively and... Uh, it's yeah, it's very very different. It's almost kind of stressful. Well, yeah, because you're it's, walking a line. Because you know what it is is everybody's coming to this thing from different places of grieving. You know what I mean? And you want to yeah. be respectful to people who are just destroyed and wrecked and don't really understand mm-hmm. necessarily the point of the celebration aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and also like at a wedding, you can kind of become the main event and like really kind of yeah. showcase the band and like really get the people drawn in. At a funeral, you're not going to be like, "Well, we're the Dixie Giants. Thanks for having us out here." Like, you know, we're what I mean? playing That's next week. Yeah. CDs are <laughs> <on> sale. <laughs> yeah. You can't really do that. Yeah, side we have of a merch set up Facebook in the lobby. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're competing with the uh, with the deceased for the attention. Uh, and as performers, we always want to be the center. So it's conflicting. I know. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Storyville? Story- yes. Which was a district yes, of New sir. Orleans. It provided places for pre-jazz and early jazz groups to perform, such as houses of prostitution, cabarets, saloons, <laughs> dance halls, etc. This one from 1897 to 1917. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. This music, it, it's good for celebration, and it's also good for bad behavior. You know, you think about, like, the Roaring Twenties and the music you'd see in the background, everybody's doing all the stuff they're not supposed to be doing. This is the type of music that would be playing. Right. Well, what was happening before that? I mean... <laughs> we we needed we needed something well, this, like. you know this traditional jazz stuff it, it's the original party music i mean you look you look at the lyrics of some of these tunes they're they're awful they're not well besides examples being are so welcome by the way they're, well um, i'm Hard trying to think of a good find. The, the slang there's there's one song that references a tootsie roll it's funny because a lot of people now are like oh hip hop music's like degenerate and blah 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 well the jazz music was the same exact way the slang was yeah, but so was blues when yeah. you get right down to it. Well, and, and, and there's a big, uh, you know, there's always like, oh, what is the meaning of jazz? Um, at some point, jazz also was a euphemism in itself, too. So, 
you know, there's all that wonderful slang. The name Jelly Roll Morton is a reference to naughty parts. <laughs> <laughs> because he also played from. in Storyville. He was in those. Right. Look, look up a song called, the song's called I Ain't Gonna Give Nobody None of My Jelly Roll. Okay, and who was that by? Uh, oh, I think none the, of most my fa- the most the most the most the most famous version is probably by uh, Sweet Emma Barrett. Oh, there she is! Oh, there she uh, is, right there, my girl, Sweet Emma Barrett. Oh, so sweet! It's good to see her. So there's like it's like a call and response deal, like somebody one person singing, another person singing. Kind of. Yeah. So this kind one of. says that uh, there's a guy named Bobby and a guy named Johnny, and Johnny says at one point, uh, "Ma's baking up a storm. Her oven is still warm. I know you want it, but you can't have it, and I ain't gonna give you none." Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So you know, those I are mean, some like ninety-eight point seven lyrics. Right there. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, can you imagine? By the way, people listening to this back then, and then Bobby later on in the song has this dad. He says, "Her cherry pie is fine. Her layer cake divine. I'm telling you twice. You can't get a slice unless you're extra special nice." Yeah. So, well, just, I, yeah. Go ahead. There was a there was a, who who wrote it? There's that song Funky Butt. Yeah, Buddy Bolton. Buddy one of the, Bolton. One of the original yeah. like. It, People credited to starting ja- uh, jazz was Buddy Bolden, who um, was a trumpet player, and you know the, apparently the legend was you can hear him coming playing from miles away. And one of the songs he played was was um, Buddy Bolden's Blues, which was also called Funky Butt. And and there's a great series of interviews um, with Jelly Roll Morton of talking about Buddy Bolden because Buddy Bolden wasn't recorded. And, <laughs> Those Jelly Roll interviews. And man, well, he long. won't talk about the lyrics to the song because he's like, no, it's too. <laughs> Yeah. No, can't I can't tell you. It's too and so one of the, it was uh, illegal. Yeah, yeah, it was almost illegal to whistle it at some point in oh. in New Orleans history. Most people would listen to the type of music you play and, and never think in, a, in their wildest dreams that there would be inappropriate lyrics. It's grandpa music. Yeah, you would uh, never so, in a million we years. Get, we get called that all the time. It's grandpa music. My grandpa loves, loves this stuff. But yes. it but it is it's timeless music. You know what I mean? And that's <laughs> why that that dynamic exists. I think. I mean, it, it, anybody can listen to it. They can be ten or they can be ninety, and they're like, hey. This is this is this is good. Yeah, I like this. It, it, it's a trip. I mean, uh, whenever we play those, those big shows, I remember when, the first time we played Hot Monk. There were all these, you know, like good-looking twenty-somethings there. You know, guys, girls, everyone was was there, and they were all dancing. And I remember I was like, they're dancing to this song that's ninety years old. Yeah. And I, you know, we're, so I feel like we're almost. I feel yeah, like they were, almost, were they were very hip. I feel like we're almost tricking people into liking this music because again, it's it's grandpa music. Well, well, but but quote, I mean, but quote, but quote. but how many forms of art, honestly, can we say that about? It's a celebration, and you're bringing it to people who would not be aware of the culture otherwise. And it's a really beautiful culture. I consider myself very lucky because, because again, you know, I mean, I'm, and, and Jen, Jonesy and I talk about this all the time, which is, you know, we went to college to to you know get better at our instruments, and he plays a clarinet, and I play the tuba. And it's like, all right, those aren't the rock star instruments, and to be able to to make a make a a not, not a career, but to to establish. To establish the band as something exciting and fun and 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 well put together is really exciting and and I know that that we're very lucky to have a great group of musicians who are interested and excited about how the band works and and what we play and how we play it and again the, the history but also the progression of the music is like I'm stoked. Yes. <laughs> cool. Me too. Tom, are you stoked? I'm stoked. You know what? All I can think of is that if. Uh if you guys come and watch these guys play, I guarantee this will remind you of the funnest funeral you've ever been to. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are very appreciative of it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And stick around. Dixie Giants is going to play a bunch of music in just a moment. So here we go. Here we go. Thanks, guys. Far up.
Thank <laughs> you.